You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. As we pause on this Memorial Day weekend to remember all who have given their lives in service of our country, we welcome you Into Tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. This for the weekend of Friday, May 27th. 2022, as I mentioned, Memorial Day weekend. Remember, it's not about mattress sales or even barbecues or anything else except being memorable. It's to remember those who gave their lives so that we could have those barbecues and mattress sales. Exactly. There you go. Uh, And we appreciate the fact that you hopefully are among us pausing to remember those uh, as well as, of course, remembering the, the children in Texas, their families and so forth. We you know, we our hearts are broken like everyone else, I'm sure, around the country and around the world, for that matter, with that kind of nonsense. So we uh, we do want to thank you for joining us. We have a big announcement this week, so you want to stay tuned for that. It's coming up momentarily. But from the Dexcom G6 studios, always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com, And you can even do it in my nasal passages, solidly closed way. Right. Or whatever it is. I, I can't the blame cold, COVID yeah. brain. I have to blame a cold brain. Is the cold medicine getting to you? Oh, man, it has gotten to me. Thank you, Cameron. Young Cameron gave me his bad cold. But that's okay. He told me the other day, you know, you're always trying to teach me that Sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah, he told me that a couple years ago when he gave us both COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, God love him. Anyway, of course, uh, we've got uh, tech news and commentary, and then we get to your calls and a jam-packed show today. Yeah, you mentioned some you know, big announcement coming up, so we should just all we'll say is that uh, you know you keep hearing us give you all those ways to participate on the show. You're going to want to keep those ways handy. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> if you're new to the broadcast, welcome especially And if you haven't called ever or in a long time, we have reasons, plural, underscore, bold, italicized reasons for you to join us. And if you're not new to the show, you pretty much know what happens every Memorial Day weekend on the show. So it will be a surprise to you. Yeah, that's true. As we kick off summertime. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, exactly. That's all the hint we're going to give away to you, though. Yeah, because we can't give you any more hint, at least for a couple of minutes, Yeah, because we are going to share other goodies with you. But I did mention some tech news and commentary. And, of course, as always, we remind you two important things that we always try to stress each and every week on the show. Check your backup. No, check your spam filters and uh, back up your important data. Back up your spam. (laughs) No, 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 no. Right. Back up your important data and check your spam filters because you never know who among us Amongst us, yeah, see, it's the cold, uh, might be in your spam filters, so you want to whitelist us or get us out of those spam filters and say, no, 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 they're they're legit. 
And we are, so we hope you would consider it that way. Samsung says they're going to spend $356 billion, with a B, and create 80,000 jobs over five years to develop semiconductors, biopharmaceutical technology, and other advanced technologies. That They didn't quite share with us exactly what those are, but there's some interesting news and a whole lot of money to be spent. I mean, goodness, over a quarter trillion dollars over the next five years. So that Samsung must have the money. I guess so. And they're going to spend it. Yeah. Uber announced a few big plans at its product event last week, including autonomous deliveries and the ability to specify if you want your ride to be in an electric vehicle. The new features will not be rolling out to everyone right away. Uber rolled out its Comfort Electric program in Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, and Dubai. Wait, Comfort Electric? Yes. Is that opposed to Discomfort Electric? I guess so. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while promising it will add more cities soon. The feature lets riders choose an electric ride, similar to how you can order a larger vehicle, which is the Uber XL or uh, Uber Pet, if you want to ride with your pet. In a press release, the company wrote, quote, it's as simple as a tap of a button and request a ride in a premium EV like a Tesla or Polestar. Autonomous deliveries, meanwhile, might uh, take even longer to roll out for most folks. Uber announced it would introduce two separate autonomous delivery services in L.A., uh, one using sidewalk robots from Serve Robotics that will make short-range deliveries. The other service, using electric autonomous cars made by Motional, will make other deliveries. At least for now, passengers will not be shuttled around in autonomous cars. Well, now, how do you – I get how you can order a larger vehicle or something like that, but how would you order an electric vehicle? Well, the same way you would order that because, you know, the drivers – No, what do you call them? It's Uber uh, Comfort Electric, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, Uber Arc. <laughs> Maybe that would be it, Uber, Uber Arc. Hopefully your Uber doesn't show up with Arcs coming out of it. Oh, that would be a problem, I, I would yeah. think. Sony has enabled cross-platform use of some PlayStation games and has begun expanding its gaming catalog to include multiplayer titles as it prepares to compete in the metaverse. Sony's game, movie, and music units constituted 66% of its operating income during the last fiscal year. So they're putting their money where their mouths is, (laughs) where their mouths be. Again... Cold brain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Google is betting that algorithms can get you ready for a job interview. The company has launched an interview warm-up tool that uses AI to help you prepare for interviews across various roles. The site asks typical questions, such as the classic, tell me a little bit about yourself, and analyzes your voiced or typed responses for areas of improvement. You'll know when you overuse certain words, for instance, or if you need to spend more time talking about a given subject. Interview warm-up is aimed at Google career certificate users hoping to land work, and most of its role-specific questions reflect this. There are general interview questions, though, and Google plans to expand the tool to help more candidates. The feature currently is available in the U.S. One thing you don't want to do during job interviews. Yeah, yeah it, probably not. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And you probably well, won't get the gig. Unless you're applying for a job at a bean factory or something. Well, in that case, yeah, yeah you might be saying compliments to the chef. Yeah. Mm. Wave 7 Research reports that U.S. smartphone customers prefer larger phones. That didn't think that was unusual, but... And so far, indicating little interest in foldable devices. 
drawing data from retail staff surveys. Samsung's Galaxy S22 Ultra and the iPhone 13 Pro Max lead sales for postpaid subscribers, while prepaid customers favor budget handsets like feature phones. Yeah. See, and I can't do those big phones. I mean, I've got the iPhone 11 mainly because it's one of the smaller iPhones. And, you know, the other day you left your, your phone in the other room and you asked me to run and get it for you. And I'm, I'm carrying your phone to you. And I'm thinking, how do you get by with this big phone? It's like, you know, ca- you know size matters. It's like carrying a tablet in your pocket. For that, you can get an iPad or something. No. <laughs> it's, I, I have the, the Ultra Note. 20. Which, which isn't as big as those biggest phones, but no. it's bigger than my iPhone 11. But I would maybe even consider a foldable phone. One of our good friends, Andy, is always carrying his Samsung folding phone and is constantly unfolding and showing us videos or things of that nature. And it's just so much more screen and cool, but doesn't always have to be opened. Yeah, but even the iPhone 11 is too big for me sometimes. I like to be able to hold my phone in one hand and reach the top corner of the screen with the thumb. I can barely do that even on the iPhone 11. If I get anything any bigger than that, I've got to use two hands with the phone. Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, that's, a, that's an issue. The nerve. <laughs> an autonomous vehicle technology company that partners with Ford and Volkswagen says that it started driverless operations in two of eight cities. Oh, my. Where it is developing its technology. Pittsburgh-based Argo AI has pulled backup drivers from its autonomous cars here in Miami and in Austin, Texas, though it's still in the testing phase. Its commercial partnerships with Walmart and Lyft still have backup drivers in both cities. The company is partnering with Lyft to use its autonomous test vehicles for their ride-sharing network in Miami Beach and grocery delivery for Walmart in Miami and Austin. So no more backup drivers? Right. So while Uber won't be running around in autonomous cars, apparently Lyft will, at least here in Miami for the for the time being. Interesting. So I'd like to order a Lyft to take me around here in Miami and just be sitting in the back seat and no driver. Yeah, I don't know that I would do that. Though. Why not? Especially no, knowing the other drivers here in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the autonomous car I'm worried about. <laughs> it's the other drivers. I hear you. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General has sued Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg for allegedly failing to protect consumer data following the Cambridge Analytica data leak. The suit alleges that Zuck directly participated in policies that allowed Cambridge Analytica to gather the personal data of U.S. voters without their knowledge. The suit covers an incident in which University of Cambridge professor collected personal information from around 270,000 Facebook users, plus data from friends who hadn't consented to that collection. So I hope the Attorney General of Washington, D.C. actually can get something out of Zuck. Yeah, although I don't know why anybody's ever surprised when there's private data being taken from these things. Mm. We've said all along, there is no privacy if you're online. That's true, especially more and more lately. Forget about privacy. You want privacy? Stay offline. Keep your money in the form of cash and you're underneath your mattress. But that's not a good idea because then some burglar is going to say, first thing I'm going to do is look under the mattress. Well, well, that's the price you pay if you want privacy. True. As opposed to looking down. Well, anyway. Uh, The state of New York will distribute robot companions to the homes of more than 800 older adults. Cool. The robots are not able to help with physical tasks, but they function more as proactive versions of digital assistants like Siri or Alexa, engaging users in small talk, helping contact loved ones, and keeping track of health goals like exercise and medication. It's being organized by the New York State Office for the Aging and is intended to help address the growing problem of social isolation among the elderly. 
An estimated 14 million Americans over the age of 65 currently live alone. And this figure is projected to increase over the next decade as uh, you boomers age. I beg your pardon. (laughs) Studies have suggested that long-term loneliness is as damaging to an individual's health as smoking. Wow, really? Yeah. What? So you're going to get a robot for your house? No, I'm going to start smoking. <laughs> That's interesting. I do have robots in my house, though. The yeah. the Roborock vacuum. I've and got Alexa. I've got Google Home. No, but you won't sit and talk to Alexa, but you'll talk to your garbage can in the kitchen. Yeah. And you won't. <laughs> Nobody else here will either, except Cameron once in a while. He'll, he'll talk to my garbage. Speaking yeah. of robots, the cybersecurity company Surfshark conducted a study on the most common cyber crimes worldwide and found that investment fraud claimed as much as $1.5 billion in damages over the last year. For the third year in a row, phishing, with a PH, of course, continues to be the most common, with 329,972 victims in 2021 alone, while investment fraud had the most significant financial impact, $1.5 billion, in 2021, as I mentioned. Now, confidence or romance fraud, what, is second with $956 million in losses. People who fell victim to investment fraud lost the most per victim, averaging $70,811. The least impactful online crime is the denial of service, or DOS, attacks. Only around 1,000 victims reported this crime last year with an average loss of $197. Since 2001, the online crime victim count has increased by 17 times, and financial losses grew almost 400 times, from $2,000 to $788,000 in losses per hour. Wow. Yeah. Folks, be careful. We're always asking everybody to be extra careful, and especially now, my goodness, confidence and romance fraud. Yikes. Carl in Anchorage, Alaska, listens on KBYR. Welcome into tomorrow, Carl. I want to know the best phone for someone that does not know anything but how to answer a phone. I need a phone that I can have certain apps or whatever on it and have like a one, two, three setup don't have to be too inexpensive. Well, Carl, of course, it depends on what apps you want on the phone. Now, if you don't want any apps at all, we just suggest going with something like a feature phone and skipping the smartphone route altogether. Feature phones are not only closer to a just-pick-up-the-phone kind of device, but they also tend to come with very inexpensive monthly plans. Yeah, now, if you do go the smartphone route, uh, if possible, avoid the really cheap devices. They're more likely to frustrate a person that doesn't know anything uh, but how to answer a phone. They'll come with annoying bloatware. Some apps may not run on them. And they'll come with worse hardware that will be more likely to lead to freezes and crashes. Uh, any iPhone should be fine. Um, of course, you'd expect me to say that because yeah, it's of course, true. Because he's uh, an iPhone. Yeah. Apple doesn't make cheap models. They just make less expensive models. If you go the Android route, if you can buy a relatively stock Android phone like a Pixel 5 or 6, things will be less frustrating. Yeah. Now, both iOS and Android are intuitive operating systems. So this will be nothing like learning how to operate a computer. Both very young children and very old adults, if you will, acclimate to smartphones very quickly since... For the most part, if you want the camera, you just touch the thing that looks like a camera lens. And if you want the phone, you touch the thing that, cleverly enough, 
Looks like a phone. Yeah, and getting acquainted with the voice assistant might be reassuring. Uh, if you know how to trigger the assistant, then even if you can't find the phone, you'll always be able to ask the phone to make a call via the voice assistant anyway. Yeah. Let us know what you end up going with and why it'll help others. Intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Big Into Tomorrow announcement coming up in a couple of minutes, so do stay tuned. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you'll also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Start your free trial at blubrry.com. And stay tuned in just a few minutes. We'll be joined by Adam Riggs. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Frameable. They offer a platform that provides thoughtfully designed remote-first digital experiences. We'll tell you what all that means coming up. Spice up your life and get some great benefits, too, with this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, brought to you by Human Touch. Here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. There are a variety of herbs and spices at our disposal these days. They not only provide flavor but also offers several health benefits as well. Ginger and turmeric both have potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. Cinnamon can lower blood sugar levels. Sage can improve brain function and memory. Rosemary can help prevent allergies and nasal congestion. Cayenne pepper contains capsaicin, which helps reduce appetite and may have anti-cancer properties. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Victoria. Cool stuff there and uh, words to live by, right? The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch. Change the way you experience wellness, and you can find out how when you do like we do. Visit humantouch.com for more information. Are you ready for our big announcement that we've been teasing? Probably not nearly enough. I am. Are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, then. The cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway oh it's underway we kick it off this weekend on this memorial day weekend our summer giveaway gets started and that's why i was saying earlier if you haven't called the show ever or in a while now's the time for sure because we've got goodies no promises no guarantees there we go get that legal stuff out of the way but mention a few of the items that we're about to mention and that are listed 
at intotomorrow.com. We'll do our best to get one or more of those to you. You want to know what we got? How about from Limitless Innovations, we got their Tiki Tunes Bluetooth speaker with LED flickering flame effect. These are very cool and very relaxing, I might add. From Western Digital, 256 gig SanDisk iExpand wireless phone charger with automatic backup. We've got a bunch of those valued at 120 bucks each and two terabyte WD Black P10 external gaming hard drives. A bunch of those to share with you. From Obvious Solutions, they sent us several of their Minder laptop tower stands. Also, a bunch of their Minder portable folding Bluetooth keyboards. Oh, very handy. How about from bike.com? Oh, the Denago 48-volt electric bike worth $1,500. Some lucky listener that participates on the program, all you need to do is be heard on the air. You can qualify, and you may end up riding that electric bike off into the sunset. Yeah, they sent us one to test, and I had to, I had that thing going up to 28 miles an hour. I know. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Everybody fights and takes turns. <laughs> Who gets to ride the e-bike this afternoon? But it's fun. Everybody has a good time with it. From SureCall, we've got a Fusion To Go Max cell phone signal booster valued at $500. From Hampton Products International, they sent us a bunch of goodies like smart security light with cameras, smart pan and tilt indoor cameras, more goodies like smart power strips. I didn't think you could have a smart power strip, but you can. And all you need to do is participate on the program. Easiest way, 800-899-INTO. Anytime, 24-7. More details at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 27th year covering the latest in consumer tech, and of course that includes things like products and services, even some gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of neat things available today and into tomorrow. And we're delighted that you tune into the program, even more delighted, in fact, very happy when you call in and participate on the program. Perhaps questions, comments, help for other listeners, share some tech rage, whatever the case, we love to hear from you. And you can join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience. And then tune in to the next broadcast and hear your call, your participation on the show. And of course, that qualifies you for all the cool prizes 
that we have available for you. So just join us anytime. Of course, the easy way is to use the Into Tomorrow app. It's free in your favorite app store. Search those two words, Into Tomorrow. And then snag the app and mash that little button that says message the studio. Or a lot of listeners these days are joining us by way of the website and the little Ask Dave button. And you can do that on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your phone, your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, anything with a browser and a mic. Just visit us at intotomorrow.com and click on that little Ask Dave microphone button that's on the right side of your browser. Or the old-fashioned way, if you use your phone as a phone, who does that anymore? Well, some people do. You can call us anytime, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. And I mentioned anytime, 24-7, at your convenience. Online collaboration has become the norm over the last couple of years. Our next guest's company offers a platform that provides thoughtfully designed remote-first digital experiences. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Frameable, Adam Riggs. Adam, thanks for joining us. Welcome into tomorrow. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine and happy to be here. Glad to have you with us. First of all, what is remote-first digital experiences? What does that mean? Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> remote first, I think, just refers to the fact that, you know, we're not always able to be together. Um, it doesn't mean that we can never be together. And it do also doesn't mean that these tools are not helpful when we are together. But it's really just emphasizing that the purpose of the tools or the, the core initial value proposition starts with how can we work effectively, efficiently, and, and, uh, and in an inspired way with people who we're not able to be with most of the time or in some cases ever. Okay, so we hear a lot about virtual spaces and, and people being able to use virtual spaces, uh, certainly more environmentally friendly, I guess, uh, as an alternative to a lot of in-person gatherings, um, certainly more convenient. And I'm, and I'm assuming that even when we're back to whatever normal is after the pandemic, when we've all had to do everything virtually, um, it's still much more convenient. I still like the ability to do a Zoom interview as we're doing now as well. So folks listening on the radio can come and see all of our interviews at intotomorrow.com. Uh, so do you think that that's really kind of a an opportunity? More and more people are saying we've gotten used to it. Why not keep it up? Absolutely agree with you, Dave. Um, you know, in-person experiences are always going to be different and special from anything that's remote, that's, you know, that's possible for, for a long time to come. But um, the remote first or the remote interaction like the one we're having today, um, also has a lot of incredible advantages. First, there's a much smaller environmental footprint. Second, as you mentioned, it's very convenient. Uh, it allows people to, uh, to interact without setting aside so much time for travel. Maybe the travel wouldn't even be possible, you know? Uh, maybe this conversation, if we, if we had to have it in person, you know, couldn't happen for three months or until next year or something like that. So it is just extremely convenient extremely environmentally friendly 
um, and there are many other advantages as well. So um, I'm assuming then that you're, for the most part, a, a business-to-business kind of platform, right? That this is really opportunities for uh, for companies to work well together, whether it's within that company or other companies, prospects, that sort of thing. But are there some ways that consumers can use frameables, remote tools for work, or maybe even in general? Absolutely. So... <clears throat> Um, I think it's. I think there are two two ways to answer that question, or two parts to my answer. The first is that um, many of the products that we make are available to and helpful for individual buyers, individual consumers. Um, the second way is that uh, companies need to be in tune with the expectations, the shifting expectations of their employees. So even though uh, some of our products might more likely be purchased by uh, at the company level, the the individual um, users are the employees and are the people uh, you know in in that company's uh, workforce, and so it's important for the company to stay in tune with the the expectations of the employees. You know, technology that people use in their personal lives it does end up coming into the workplace in the form of their expectations about how easy things should be, how convenient things should be, and it's important for companies to keep that in mind when they're choosing tools and when they're designing their work from home or their remote work experiences that they're going to offer their their employees. Sure. Can you give us some ideas, Adam, about some of the ways that Frameable is implementing productivity uh, so that we get a better handle on on the kinds of stuff uh, that we're talking about here? Sure. So most of our tools are um, video forward or video first, we would say. They are not um, exclusively video on required. So in other words, um, you can use our uh, our video tools, our video forward tools like, like Rehive or like Social Hour, which is an event platform. You don't have to have your camera on in order to use them. So we support audio only, we support screen sharing, and we support video on interactions like the one that you and I are having right now. So uh, we see the, the opportunity as existing on a spectrum. Um, on one side of the spectrum are events. Events are things that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They usually have a run of show or an agenda of some kind. And when people participate in an event, uh, they have an expectation. Their, their expectations have been developed by the host and then they will come, they will participate. Uh, it might be active for them or it might not, and then they'll leave. These examples of this would be something like a birthday party or uh, a sales uh, kickoff, you know, a whole variety of personal and professional, professional event types. At the other end of the spectrum is what we call persistent virtual space. So in persistent virtual space, there is no beginning time or, or ending time for the, for the space to exist. It exists whether or not you're using it, much more like physical real estate. And this is a place where people can come together either because of a certain theme or a certain uh, style of work or a certain type of work that they're gonna be doing together. Uh, and they can go there anytime they want and they can find their colleagues, they can find their friends or colleagues, they can find their teammates, and they can do that work. So um, on the one side is the event business, and on the other side is what we call persistent virtual space that's not tied to specific events. And, um, and you know, 
companies and individuals, they, they, they'll all have different needs as far as uh, which of these, which parts of the spectrum they, they are dialed into. Like some, some companies and some users are only interested in the event side because they want to do certain types of events with their customers or people want to have certain kinds of events with their families. That's all fine. Uh, other of our customers are entirely focused on persistent virtual spaces for their workforce or for their school uh, or for their organization so that volunteers can come together. So um, each user is going to have a different um, sort of interest about where they're going to be on that spectrum. Stay tuned. There's more to come with our guest, the founder and CEO of a company called Frameable. You can visit them at Frameable Inc. Frameable I-N-C. Adam Riggs, I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come as Into Tomorrow continues. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Thank you for tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the founder and CEO of Frameable, Adam Riggs. It sounds like there's a lot of opportunity for some really good collaboration, especially among colleagues. When you talk about uh, there's uh, areas where folks can just kind of jump in any time and, and work with each other. Uh, it sounds to me like a real good collaborative effort. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole point. Um, we want we ask ourselves and we try to help our clients uh, ask themselves the question um, if we were able to design a persistent virtual space for our employees or our teammates or our partners to come together to to do work um, what are its characteristics this goes as you immediately know way beyond a video box next to another video box you know a, a, a meeting um, can be had just with two video boxes right next to each other like like we have. Yeah. But in office space or a meeting space or a university space, these are these are different from just one meeting and they cannot be replicated in virtual space with just meeting software. And, of course, you talk a lot about being able to do screen shares uh, with your platform as well. Uh, can you uh, quickly show us a couple of examples, for example, of how you might be doing something along those lines so that we can also see, uh, again, Absolutely. at com what you're talking about? Absolutely. So uh, let me share my screen. So this is, this is our um, virtual office. Uh, each one of these boxes is a meeting room. And inside that meeting room, um, one of several things are happening. Either the meeting room is empty, but it's available for, uh, for colleagues and for outside meetings to take place. Uh, another um, scenario would be one person working in one of these rooms on their own, and they can transmit what they're working on, uh, and they can also transmit a status uh, like you see, we have one colleague here in the arcade who's focusing on insights and another uh, colleague in the atrium who's having lunch, et cetera. Hmm. And then in the rooms where you see two or three people, those are actually group meetings. Those people may or may not have their camera on. They might be sharing their screens, looking at a code editor, looking at a video editor, looking at marketing copy, et cetera. So 
this is a persistent space that we come together in every day to do work. And these are the kinds of spaces that if you're talking not about the event side, but about the persistent virtual space side of the spectrum that I, that I explained, this is an, an example of a small instance. And we have, um, we have a lot we can do with different types of, um, different types of spaces. We can have an auditorium where you might have 1,000 or 1,500 people in that auditorium. You might have individual offices. You might have project offices, et cetera. Wow. I see there's a lot of opportunity. I notice no one's in the Sky Lounge, so maybe you and I should meet there and have a refreshing adult beverage, uh, if, that's what, if that's what the Sky Lounge can do. I don't know. No, another time we could absolutely arrange that. Yeah. So I can see then that there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of, uh, of you know, suggestions to, to help one's business uh, and your clients, uh, no doubt. Uh, I'm noticing on your website, too, thoughtfully designed tools for work and play. So that almost suggests, is there perhaps a gaming element uh, to what you guys do as well? Or what would be the play part? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's a fine line to walk, Dave. We, we don't view work as a game, and we try not to build software that explicitly looks and feels very gamey or gamified, but we do have actual games embedded in our software so that people who are going to have an interaction with one another, maybe with people who they don't know as well, can play a game together in order to facilitate some bonding. This is actually a, a you know well-known, uh, established through research um, path for getting people who don't know each other well to interact with each other in a in a sort of a, a more loose and, and casual way. Maybe so uh, new ideas can come forth, a brainstorming exercise is maybe what's on tap. And it's a nice thing to do. People do it in physical offices as well. You see Rubik's Cubes and fidgets and little games around physical offices now more than you have before. And so we have some games that are actually built into our software to facilitate uh, a kind of a loosening up in certain moments like that. Um, it's also built into our, not only is it built into our persistent space software, but it's also built into the event software. Uh, you know, maybe that's the whole point is, you know, we're going to play some word games together. Maybe we're going to hear from our leader uh, and then we're going to play some word games. Maybe the word games have themes or there's a puzzle game as well. So yeah. um, lots of ways to work uh, puzzles and games in without making that the entire focus. Yeah. Kind of hard to do things like trust falls uh, virtually, <laughs> but by the same token, it's also safer. <laughs> so exactly. we invite our audience to learn more about remote-first digital experiences by visiting Frameable at frameableinc.com. And of course, we'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Adam Riggs, the founder and CEO of Frameable. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us and uh, keep us informed about the other cool new things that you might be working on as we head further into tomorrow. Thank you, Dave. We will. And it was great to be here. Our pleasure. Frameableinc.com. And again, as I mentioned, we'll get you there as we do with all of our guests when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come here on Into Tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network.
take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. If you missed it a few minutes ago, we kick off on this Memorial Day weekend the very cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. So do check it all out at intotomorrow.com and be among the first to call in, be heard on the air, and win some of these fabulous prizes. Stay tuned. We're going to tell you more of what's available coming up next hour. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. This week back in 1848, William Young of Baltimore, Maryland, patented a hand-cranked paddle freezer and invented the technique that survives today for making ice cream. It cut the time from hours to minutes and resulted in a uniform and smooth ice cream. Cool. And it brought the frozen confection to many more people. Before his invention, making ice cream was a feat of strength. A smaller bowl of cream, milk, and sugar was placed in a larger bowl of ice. The ice was salted to make it colder, and a servant beat the mixture until his arms gave out. Then another one would take over, and then another one. Yikes. In 1869 this week, at the age of 22, Thomas Edison of Boston, Massachusetts, received a patent for his electric voting machine. At that time, lawmakers voted by simply yelling out yay or nay, and a scribe would tally the votes by hand. Edison hoped to speed up the process with his machine that recorded the ballots of voters with the help of a simple switch and an electric current. This was one of the first patents for Edison, who ended up with a total of 2,332 patents during his lifetime. Maybe we should be using that ballot harvesting thing again. Maybe. Uh, But this invention was also known as one of his biggest flops, with one lawmaker quoted as saying, quote, if there's one invention on earth we don't want down here, that is it. (laughs) Thomas Edison, of course, is credited with my favorite quote of all time, saying, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. In 1896 this week, Henry Ford completed the Ford Quadricycle, his first gasoline-powered automobile, and gave it a successful test run. This was Ford's first car and was a simple frame with a gas-powered engine and four bicycle wheels mounted to it. The Quadricycle was steered by a tiller handle, had a two-speed transmission, put out a whopping four horsepower, and had a top speed of 20 miles per hour. That's not even as fast as that e-bike we have in our giveaway. I know. That can go up to 28 (laughs) miles an hour. The original quadricycle still survives today and is housed at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. Goodbye. 
And this week in 2008, Google announced the leasing of 42 acres at Moffett Field, a former U.S. naval air station near Mountain View, California. The Internet search giant said it planned to build a high-tech campus on the land. The deal called for an annual rent of $3.7 million to NASA. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. 